Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right now, I want to bring in someone who can help share some insight into the state of the U.S. economy. Joining me is Jared Dillian, financial analyst, editor of the Daily Dirt Nap and Bloomberg Opinion columnist. Jared, appreciate you jumping on with us today. Now that we're close to halfway through 2021, what are your thoughts on where the economy's at? Well, I think everybody has heard the inflation story by now. Um, there's, you know, we, we printed some pretty scary inflation numbers. We actually had core PCE today that came out at 3.1%. CPI came at 4.2%. So the inflation story is sort of fully priced into the market. So, you know, going forward, we'll have to see if demand continues to accelerate throughout the summer, as I think it will, and inflation goes even higher, and what the Fed's response will be to all of this. One of the big questions on inflation seems to be whether or not this is temporary, a result of the sharp drop in prices because of the pandemic last year, or whether this is something more fundamental. What are you seeing? Yeah, the, the word, the language that the Fed is using is transitory. They're saying that the inflation that we're currently experiencing is transitory, and they talk about the base effects because we did have some deflation last year at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, what I'm seeing is that we've had a big change in psychology. You know, we basically had disinflation for a number of decades where people could postpone purchases of things because the prices would eventually go lower. And now we've seen that behavior starting to reverse. We've seen people buying in bulk and buying sooner and faster because they believe that the price will go up. And inflation is largely about psychology. And I think we've had a profound change in psychology just in the last six months. How much of the inflation we're seeing is industry specific? Prices rising in the auto industry because of chip shortages, lumber prices high because of home projects and new homes. How much are rising costs targeted and how much is it just widespread? Well, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's happening virtually in all in industries at once, whether it's lumber or chlorine tablets or chips or things like that. Um, during the last 40 years, you know, we developed certain management techniques we came up with something called just-in-time inventory, where basically manufacturers and suppliers kept as little inventory on hand as possible because when prices are dropping, it's not profitable to do that. And I think that's going to reverse. I mean, what you've seen is you've seen shortages and dysfunction throughout the economy. And a lot of it is a result of manufacturers and suppliers having little inventory on hand. So I think you'll see a reversal of these strategies going forward, and I think you'll see people start to carry more inventory. I'm joined by Jared Dillian, financial analyst, editor of The Daily Dirt Nap and Bloomberg Opinion columnist. We're talking about the state of the U.S. economy. To break down this inflation issue into the simplest terms, what does all of this mean for the average American consumer? What it means is, is that prices are going to be going higher incrementally over the next couple of years. And, you know, as a consumer, you really have no choice but to respond. You know, the rational response is to buy 
in bulk, buy more stuff, you know? Uh, I mean, if you think back to the toilet paper shortages at the beginning of the pandemic, I mean, that's what I'm suggesting. When you go to the grocery store, you should buy more cat food. You should buy more laundry detergent because prices are going up and you should buy in bulk. So how does an issue like inflation get addressed? Do we need legislation from Congress? Is it mainly something for the Federal Reserve to focus on? Sure. On the monetary side, you know, the Fed needs to get moving with um, tightening monetary policy. They, they need to get started on that. They, you know, they're very slow to act and they're engaged in this discussion right now as to how soon they should taper asset purchases. And what that means is the Fed is doing something called quantitative easing where they're printing money and buying bonds. So they're talking about tapering that, but it's still many months away and it's probably more than a year and a half away before they begin rate hikes. So they need to do that faster. The federal government, on the other hand, we're giving out enhanced unemployment benefits. We've seen some states like South Carolina cancel those unemployment benefits. We need to stop handing out money and we need to provide incentives for people to go back to work. Let's turn to the markets for a moment. Are inflation concerns impacting investors and and how have stocks performed so far this year? Yes. Yeah, so there's been a huge impact on the markets in the last six months. Inflation-sensitive trades have done very, very well. Um, energy, basic materials, agriculture, metals, commodities in general, all that stuff has done very well. The markets have gotten a little quiet in the last couple of weeks, and that inflation trade seems to be consolidating a little bit. But I think it'll pick up again uh, after the holidays. I'm joined by Jared Dillian, financial analyst, editor of the Daily Dirt Nap and Bloomberg Opinion columnist. Some of the volatility in the markets that we've seen so far can get a little confusing for more casual observers from GameStop and Robinhood to what's happening with Bitcoin recently. Can you help break some of that down for us? Yes, there's a lot of speculation in markets. I mean, you know, right now we're seeing that in a stock called AMC, which is the movie theater company. And uh, 2 million call options traded yesterday, and the stock is up 150% in a week. There's still lots of speculation out there. I don't usually engage in this type of stuff, whether it's cryptocurrencies or AMC or GameStop. You know, this is all too hard. You have millions of people on the long side and millions of people on the short side, and it's hand-to-hand combat. And there's just a, there's a lot of ways to make money in the markets that don't involve doing those very speculative things. And you can make money in a low-stress fashion. So overall, taking more of a 30,000-foot view of the U.S. economy, are you optimistic about the rest of 2021? Uh, The economy is actually doing quite well. Uh, I mean, if the the question is, are we going to have a recession? The answer is no. There's not a recession in our future, at least not in the near future. I mean, the concern is inflation. I mean, that should be on everybody's mind. And, you know, the, the analog here is the 1960s. In the beginning of the 1960s, when Kennedy was president, uh, the Fed was ex- pursuing expansionary monetary policy. The government was pursuing expansionary fiscal policy. And the 60s were a very good decade for the economy and for markets. Growth was very high. But then, of course, the 60s turned into the 70s. So this can last a very long time. Now, comparing the state of our economy to some of what we're seeing in other economies around the world, how do we stack up? Well, something that's very peculiar to to the U.S. economy is the fact that our stock market is so richly valued. You know, the uh, earnings multiple of the S&P 500 is well over 30, 
in most other developed countries, it's around 10. There's a big divergence. U.S. stocks are much more expensive than international stocks. And we really haven't seen a divergence like this since Japan in the 1980s and early 1990s. So that differential is probably going to compress at some point in the future. Either U.S. stocks are going to go down or international stocks are going to go up, but we just don't know when. One final question for you. There's a lot of talk in Washington about a potential infrastructure package, whether a bipartisan agreement can be reached or not. Let's say legislation for infrastructure gets passed one way or another. Do you see that as being beneficial for our economy? Well, the nice thing about infrastructure is that you're building assets. You're building assets that the U.S. has on its balance sheet. You're you're building bridges and roads and tunnels. And that is to say, if you're actually building infrastructure, there's been a lot of talk about human infrastructure, which is really just transfer payments. You know, Japan, during the 1980s and 1990s, just built a huge amount of infrastructure, and they still have it today. And it's a great asset for that country. The United States tends to be very bad at building infrastructure for a number of reasons. Jared Dillian, financial analyst, editor of The Daily Dirt Nap and Bloomberg opinion columnist with us to talk about the U.S. economy. Jared, really appreciate the time and insight. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.